co-host Aaron. And I'm your co-host Max. And today we're discussing, drumroll please, the first episode <laughs> of the second season of The Witcher TV series. Um, if you were with us uh, a couple of weeks ago, you will you will know that uh, we were talking about the uh, a general overview of the series in the previous episode. And today we're going to start following the um, episodes of the second series one by one. Um, remember, our usual spoiler policy applies, which is to say we're going to try not to say anything that pertains to um, the... Um, like rest of the series um like we're trying to keep beyond, it chronological beyond you know like this point chronologically um like basically any beyond any like 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 older uh episodes just so we don't spoil them for you guys in case for some whatever reason uh you decided to watch only one episode and then listen to us <laughs> If you are doing that, you are truly our most dedicated fans. We <laughs> love you very much. We also we also hope you know that you don't have to wait for our permission to 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 to, to, to watch the next episode. It's okay. <laughs> yes, you're allowed to go ahead. You can rewatch when you listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we'll uh, try to avoid talking about anything other than previous season and the uh, I would say bits of the book where it, it's very much the same. Um, nothing that. Would spoiler sort of very different things i think yeah so it's grain of truth um yeah it's a grain of truth <laughs> it's a good story <laughs> yeah so to clarify this is um this season was supposed to be an adaptation of blood of elves but this episode is not from blood of elves this is from it from sword of destiny is that right uh, yeah, no it's from the last wish oh is it from the last wish it's oh. i think either i think the it's second like or the third, third story, short story in, in the last Ah, oh, so it is um which is interesting. I think this implies to me that they might adapt other short stories and try and shoehorn them into fitting the rest of the narrative. Um, I don't know how they're going to do it with some of the other short stories, but they might try. I mean, they've done most of them by now. Um, yeah, which because, ones are um, Okay, let, let, let me see. So they've done... Let me, let me pull up a list just so I don't forget any. Uh... <laughs> Un second. Um, uh, yes, so uh, The Witcher has been done. Uh, a grain of truth is this. Um, the lesser evil has been done. Uh, a question of price uh, has been done. Uh, the Edge of the World has been done and The Last Wish has been done. And in Sword of Destiny, um, I think the only one like uh, that hasn't been done is the Novigrad one. And a little sacrifice. Ah, uh, yeah. But a little sacrifice can't really And a shard of ice. Oh, yeah, I don't A shard of ice and a little sacrifice are not happening. Yeah. I, yeah, a shard of ice isn't happening so a lot of that got incorporated into later this season. A little sacrifice is not happening either. It thematically yeah. doesn't fit anywhere. It doesn't, yeah, it really doesn't. Uh, not No spoilers, but that's sort of like a, sort of a beach episodes kind of DLC. It's good. It's really good, but it's uh, Maybe a also flashback or something. Like one is also DLC. Yeah, and also probably not going to happen. Um, but, uh, I mean, it would be interesting to see if they did adapt it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, but, um, absolutely. But, um, yeah, um, A Grain of Truth, um, one of uh, the short stories that I really, really, really enjoyed from The Last Wish. Uh, please listen to our episode about it if you are curious how it goes in the book. Um, and, um, yeah, so they obviously they, they adapt it here um, interspersed with sort of um, activities that are that are happening in sort of uh, Yennefer and Tissaia's storylines. Um, yeah, so so we open um, with quite a, a, a harrowing scene of a, a merchant and his family approaching a village only for um, not great things to happen to them they get desiccated um, <laughs> they get, yeah yeah torn to shreds by something that snatches them from the air yeah yeah they're, um, they're killed yeah it's, it's not it's not like, great. like like many many characters in this series they die um yeah brutally and bloodily yeah um and then that's kind of all we get and it cuts to um Geralt. uh well actually to 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 Seiya on the the battlefield that sort of what remains after the Battle of Sodden Hill. Yeah, just sort of ominous drum beats and, oh, look at this bad battle, lots of dead people and soldiers going around finishing people off. And to say Fortunately sort of... enough, mostly seem to be North Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is quite brutal. Just, uh, uh, just Vilka and the other soldiers just walking around finishing off the wounded. Yeah, like that. That's just not necessary. First of all, that's <laughs> that's against standard medieval practice in war. So, 
like, I don't really know anything about medieval war practices. You you were not meant to just start killing people. I don't think. Like, Wait, because you could make money ransoming them. Yeah, yeah, like with nobles, <laughs> yes, but also like even with like you know poor people, there's a degree of there's a degree of like you know how do you put this? Why would you? <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, 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 other than performative brutality. Yeah, fair enough. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah. to say it's going around basically getting, effectively getting PTSD from watching such soldiers being brutally murdered from their own perspective, because she's looking for it again. Um, yeah. It's a bad time. Yeah, this is like a pretty horrifying ability to say apparently has, which is to observe someone's last minutes through their eyes and touching their corpse. Unnecessary amount of self-harm, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and like this is like it really kind of shows her this version of to say is dedication to Yennefer, though, that she is willing to put herself through this over and over and over again for even a small chance of, of finding out what happened to her. Hmm. Um, and, you know, Vilgefortz just says like, you know, you're not going to find her. She's gone, right? And um uh, then Geralt and Ciri turn up, um, kind of seeing the sequence from Ciri's dreams at the end of uh, at the end of the last season. Uh, you know, to say a standing around yelling for Yennefer and Geralt appearing. Yeah, so it's a bit of a theme. Um, and yeah, Geralt sort of like, well, where is she? Is, is she alive? And to say, obviously, has been. You know, Velvetforts has said, well, obviously she's dead. Um, mm-hmm. Give up. And so she thinks she she thinks she's dead. So Geralt thinks she's dead, and that is kind of, you know, to say as well, who's she to you? Why do you want to know? And it's all, it's, it's furthering the it's a bad time uh, for everyone sort of theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so Geralt and Ciri sort of continue on on their way, um, and you know Ciri's having quite bad nightmares about um, the time she was captured by Kahir, and um, then um, they just kind of have like a, a chat to basically remind us what happened for Geralt to have ended up with Ciri. Um, but I do think it's it's I don't know quite sweet. I think that Geralt's both trying to um, hide a little bit from Ciri um, when she you know she asks about why he had to save her father's life. Uh, he says that Calanthe hadn't wanted Pavetta to marry an outsider. So it doesn't mention the fact that he was, you know, a hedgehog. Mm. Um, and uh, also tries to reassure Siri that her father didn't know that this is what was going to happen and that she, he was giving her up, which I think that's quite... Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You get a lot of emotional whiplash on go. Yeah. yeah, you really do. Um, um, and oh, and um, when she says, you know, um, oh, so I'm your destiny. Um, he says, oh, you're so much more than that, Sorella. Like, oh. Yeah, that was in my notes as well. My heart. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Geralt's trying his best to be be a, a, a good dad, Siri, and says, you know, that her home isn't safe for her anymore, but he's gonna bring her to Kermora. That's his home. Um, and uh, I'm your dad. And, um, and then uh, yeah, cut back to Eretusa. Again, yeah, and this. Time it's Triss who's kind of almost dying but she's being uh, saved she's getting some wizardy CPR from yes from a bunch of people yeah and I think at, at this point it's kind of fair to talk about um, the book a little bit um, so we don't really get to see any of this in 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 the in Blood of Elves this is something that's like hinted at like later Triss talks about like having been found on the battlefield practically in Sis and only being recognizable with hair or something or not something like that and um, being basically put back together with magic and, and her being one of the ones that they thought was dead mm-hmm. um, so this is sort of like a good I think sort of representation of like how like serious the situation post Sodom was I really think that Eretuza's battle hospital is like quite Cool. and you've even got sort of like they're clearly like the young novices like running around carrying buckets of water like i think yeah. they did a really good job on this mm-hmm. it's uh it's it really emphasizes like what you're what you're dealing with i, I like it yeah yeah this is something that in the in the in the books we just got this like kind of like occasional people mentioning like what they went through after sodden but like we get to really like it here yeah um i think it's, it's, it's cool. quite cool um it's a show and yeah. tale yes <laughs> and we also see uh terra nova being told that you know fringilla is full-on a traitor and there is nothing to do about it so she's lost too though because uh i don't recall correctly um she is his niece yes you do you do recall correctly yeah yeah and then we're we have another flash cut but this time it's uh yen on a tree um being (laughs) confronted by fringilla yes she is just waking up from whatever happened to her after she passed out from the fire magic and uh she's in dimeridium handcuffs and she's not very happy and just a reminder for our listeners um dimeridium um, cuts off um, Mage's ability to access chaos, essentially. So, and not despi- great. As, as much as some of some of us might want to see it in the handcuffs, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me get the, the, the bonker out. <laughs> Look, 
I just stopped myself from saying something worse. Well, yes. <laughs> Nonetheless, <laughs> behave thyself. Sorry, Banks. Sorry. Um, it's our listeners we truly have to apologize for in this situation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <sighs> yeah. She can't use magic, which spoiler alert is a bit of a theme in this season. <laughs> uh, she's in. A... Oh, yep. It it repeats, lads. It it keeps going on and on. <laughs> yeah, but at present she's in Demiridium cuffs, and that that is the problem. Um, and uh, yeah, she's being confronted by Fringilla, and uh, and then it just flashes back to Geralt and Ciri walking in the woods. So yeah, it, <laughs> you don't really get it. There's a lot of this. Um, and it's just a nice bit of chat, sort of between uh, Geralt and Ciri, and Ciri's you know talking about how she used to dress up as a boy to play knucklebones, and how she's kind of used to sort of you know trying to be inconspicuous, keeping a low profile. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we and we also see. Geralt using the axe sign in the wild to calm his horse for the first time. Yeah, which is quite cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah, is, uh, nice, correct um... me if I'm wrong, but like we've actually not seen that many signs used in the series so far. Uh, uh, Quinn and Ard. Use... Did he not try to use axe on Renfrey? Yes, he did. Yes. Yes. Except true. they made it appear as like a little glowing ball in his hand or something in uh, season one. Maybe but, that's uh... that's what it appears like when it's malfunctioning. <laughs> Maybe. Um, like, like, Because like, remember, yeah. he did work on Renfrey, so. It just yeah. makes it sound like a car trying to start up and not quite <laughs> doing Yeah, it. that's it's the equivalent of that. If, you, if you're, if you're <laughs> a car just turning tri- over. If, if you're a witcher trying to, trying to cast the side and it looks just a bit too dramatic and there's a weird glowing orb in your hand, that's actually the sign that every, something is going wrong. <laughs> But he does do a lot more signs this season than he did last he has, season, he which is quite cool. A, a, a sorceress has to come up with a pair of like jacks and clip them onto his nipples. Somebody restart your witcher. He's not starting. <laughs> Toss a jump not, start to your I witcher. I am not commenting on the fact that we are now talking about Carol with nipple plans. Um... <laughs> Look, you got you got to do your horny jokes. <laughs> By comparison, uh, mine was normal. <laughs> Look, we don't kink shame here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, gods, the season's barely started, lads. Barely started. <laughs> you are on day four of self isolation. I think you're allowed to be a little loopy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I am. I am. Like, just so everyone knows, I am on day four of self-isolation. Um, it's it's boring, mostly. At least when I did self-isolation, it was in lockdown, so that I couldn't do anything, so it didn't affect my day-to-day life at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Alas. Alas. Um, but yes, Carol and Siri are having a conversation about, like, you know, keeping a low profile, and he's telling her that the reason she's never heard of Kaer Morin is because they try to keep it quiet, too. And we get a little tie-in to, to Nightmare of the Wolf, confirmation that when Geralt was a little kid, he was there at the sack of Kaer Morin. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's that. And he talks about how it's, like, his home, and he goes there every winter, and they can sort of, like... You know, somewhere to, like, rest and replenish, basically. Um, and then he, like, takes a little chomp of a, a dead animal in the woods. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, he just finds a lacerated thing and has a wee sniff of it and just has a little nibble. Uh, I mean, it's a good thing they're immune... I don't know if, he, like, witcher immunity feral. to disease extends to tapeworms, but I hope it does. I would, I would assume that they're just generally immune to diseases and things that would be parasitic on normal humans. But, like, uh, you know, this is clearly he's um, sensing that there's something, you know, monsterly in the, the death of this creature and is, is trying to figure out what caused it. You can hear the sort of, like, screech in the distance while he's doing that. Mm. Yeah, so, so something is afoot. And uh, they, they keep riding uh, after dark. Um, and a snowstorm is kind of coming up and they're looking for somewhere to shelter and they come across a village, except, you know, uh, dun, 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 um, everyone is gone. The gate is open. There are no guards. There are no dogs. Um, do you know? Not great. It's no. not a friendly inn. Um, there's not going to be buxom <laughs> ladies in Lederhosen, uh, <laughs> serving them froming mugs. Like, this. yeah. Um. Yeah. So they go to go check on his pal, Nivellen, who lives nearby to, uh, to see if he knows what's up. Well, um, actually, they don't deliberately go to see Nivellen. They, they wander into uh, a nearby abandoned manor that turns out that Geralt no, knows he the says, owner. 
no, he says when Siri says, um, oh, like what, like what do we do now or something? He says, I know someone who lives nearby, an old friend. Oh fuck. Okay. Oh, cool. Fair enough. Yeah. It's kind of a throwaway I've line. This five but, um... times now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Which is slightly pathetic, but I have watched this five times. What else are we gonna do? It's, fair, it's all good. Uh, yeah, and then of course they walk in. The gate slams, and this weird goat man charges out and tackles Geralt to the ground. Um, yep. And that's his pal. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Just as Geralt looks like he's about to stab him, he's just like, "Oh, wait a second. Like, Hello, old yeah. friend." Yes. <laughs> uh, so Geralt has not been expecting his friend to be a a bear boar man, um, and Siri looks a little bit surprised. But you know, and I think Geralt um, was also surprised that like the place is, um, you know, how they put this a bit defunct, a bit dilapidated. Yeah, dilapidated. No, because it seems like he expected, you know, the last time he was here, it was like a, a normal lord of a manor with a wee village and that everything was normal last time he was here. And uh, now his friend is uh, uh, um, something else and is alone in his um, Beauty and the Beast house, which I don't think we're um, I don't think we're wrong to to just throw that out there. That it is Beauty and the Beast house. I mean, yeah, he literally um, says the like my guests you know yeah. we all know the song yeah yes um the it's it's much more it's much more directly beauty and the beast in the actual story but you tore up with a bad mock spoiler uh but yeah it is sort of a situation um so um yeah so we see that novellan's got sort of like powers over the house so he like summons the is this bath for siri and it just drops from the ceiling which i love the way they handled that in this episode mm. like i love the way they handled his um his sort of like magic powers over the house as being like just like slightly wacky and a little bit inconvenient <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> yeah it's nice yeah and we got oh I, I don't know if we're counting this season but we got our first like Geralt you stink line yep yep no uh, I think I think yes like like it's important to emphasize that even the valid a literal a literal goat hog monster um <laughs> like like thinks thinks Geralt stinks yeah because he's offered Siri a, ba- a bath and she's thrilled to have a bath and he's like all right Geralt come on you can bathe in the next room you like trying to be like no I'm good but you smell like old horse like which also <laughs> smell like old horse like what is that supposed to mean like for roach mm. yeah they just smell like horse they smell like old horse yeah yeah maybe roach is like the brethren of horses like half dead at this point <laughs> like 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 <laughs> Um, <laughs> he is, like he like is wheeled out as a end. fan favorite more than like an actual <laughs> uh, but useful participant in the political discourse of the Northern Kingdoms. Surely he's more like Rasputin, the, the, the greatest, <laughs> greatest horsey name machine. <laughs> <laughs> greatest horsey name machine! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! It's been a long festive <laughs> period, folks. It yeah. really has. I have, I have missed this. I, I, I did just call Leonid Brezhnev a fan favorite, and I have no idea what that could even possibly mean because I don't <laughs> think anyone has ever called him that in the history of the universe. Maybe like eyebrow admirers. But he had impressive eyebrow game really for a did. dead man, especially. <laughs> I mean, say what you uh, will about the Politburo and their descendants. They were had some weird-looking people. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Like impressively weird. Yeah, fascinating-looking yeah. people. That's that's yes. that's I think like what we're going for. Uh, come for the Witcher takes, stay for the analysis of the eyebrows of various Politburo. Don't don't worry, lads. Like where like 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 the 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 uh, bit where we do phrenology and U.S. presidents comes next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's fairly oh, easy. Uh, do they have white skin? Yeah, they're probably racist or own slaves. Um Yeah, that's that's <laughs> pretty easy, right? Like like yeah. Is it a white person? Yes. You must be racist. <laughs> it's a good heuristic. Um uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> so Siri, Siri goes to bed. Um Well when she has her bath she like hears noises yeah. in the ceiling. Yes. And then when she gets out there's a dress there that wasn't there before. Yeah. Um and she puts it on and she comes out to dinner to try to like thank Nivellen for laying out the dress. He looks like kinda surprised because he hadn't. Yeah. So <laughs> And just before this, Geralt sort of has asked Nivellen, Oh, will Siri be safe here? Clearly knowing that something is 
here in the house and the villain you know yes. pretends to act hurt it's like oh do you think i'm going to be a threat to mm-hmm. her uh like clearly yes you, they both know what you mean yes uh, but yeah, they have dinner and Evelyn drops a bunch of like fancy food from the ceiling and then uh, da, then uh, it cut to... Oh wait, did they do the thing with the, the shadow puppets first? Or no? There's, it, uh... there's a story of how... He tells a story of how he and Geralt met and, you know, the, the, ah. the wyvern nest and how you know, Geralt cuts off the head of the wyvern and pretends that he'd done it just to sort of win yes. favour from his dad. Oh yes, and he refers to his, his dad as like the greatest monster of all, which... Oof. I mean, mood, but um, in this universe, that's a, an impressive claim. Indeed. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, yeah. So basically, they met because uh, the previous Novellan's father had, uh, when Novellan was a child, well, not child, but teenager, had uh, hired Geralt to um, kill Wyvern. But Novellan, to try to prove himself, had gone ahead, um, gone into the Wyvern nest, and was basically about to be killed when Geralt showed up, killed the Wyvern. Um, and even though you know Novellan was, you know, had what pissed himself with fear, um, and had clearly been about to be devoured, uh, he gave Novellan the head so that he could uh, claim credit for having done that. So that's a very Geralt story. He's a humble himbo. He really is. Um, yeah, then we uh, we cut back to uh, to Eretusa, um, and uh, Tisea has decided that it's time to find out what happened to Yennefer by uh, breaking Kahir's mind. Yeah, basically. Um, I, I don't. I, oh wait, I should also say though, you might have glossed over it. You might cut it for a couple of seconds, but um, there's three things that we should pick up from in the story um one he tells how he became the beast but in very vague terms you know he says oh Oh, i got drunk and trashed a temple and the priestess cursed me and then she screams something about love and blood that's all we hear about that Mm -hmm. and we also he also mentions Mm -hmm. that um there's been stories about the wild hunt Uh yes oh and then siri tries to pipe up oh my grandfather saw them and then Geralt's kind of just trying to do the like kick under the table like don't talk about your family yeah it's like oh your your grandfather's just a drunk um yeah don't, don't worry about that yeah like Geralt did kind of go like hard on attacking East in that second. <laughs> I think he a was trying to like calm down, mate. <laughs> I think he was just trying to like make like Siri really is just some like gutter snipe he picked up from a, and you know not actually talk about East, but yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah i mean oh Geralt. but you're right there was a third thing as well which i'd totally forgotten which is that um there's noises again in the attic and siri being very clever kind of tries to trap novellan by asking him if he has a cat and then him saying oh yes yes her name is verena and she's just afraid of you and she takes pictures blah 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 and uh siri's like i thought you said you were cursed to live alone mm-hmm. or something like that or Geralt says i thought you said you were cursed to live alone and siri says something like i thought witchers were afraid of cats so <laughs> or cats were afraid of witchers sorry <laughs> witchers were afraid of cats <laughs> oh that would be very funny witchers are afraid <laughs> yes, of cats. it would be a good bit if when they're okay, at like care more, are... the cat turns up and Vesemir <laughs> that would, that climbing up the walls and hissing. turn of events, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what does Geralt fear more than rejection, really? Oh. So, <laughs> sorry. I mean, so, uh, portals. Oh, he does fear portals more than rejection, that's true. But his fear of portals is built on half of his body being rejected by the portal, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh um, god. <laughs> so we got oh. we got some we got some feedback um so we're with kahir again and you mentioned in the cells with to see a threatening to rip out his mind um yes but we got uh, we were chatting with someone um uh, ocean uh who got in touch with us and said he's probably it's probably like if we're transliterating it because it's, it's based his name is based on a castle in ireland um that's actually pronounced care Yes, I was actually meaning to look up the Welsh pronunciation because this is apparently the um, um, like Welsh transliteration of the Irish place name or something. Um, but yeah, apparently it's Care in Irish, the, this castle that he's named after. So I, I just I just felt I would I would just throw throw that in there. Machine, sorry. Yeah, I see. I I see what's going on here. Um, I mean that 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 is a very very funny name. Uh, because uh, like like it's 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 it, like I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now. Like it's got uh, uh like 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 a castle called Care Castle. Um, now the thing is that like the word care um means literally like um you know seat or like chair. Uh, like 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 but is usually used in place names in the sense of castle like the seat of a lord so it's literally castle castle 
Uh, but <laughs> thanks, English people. Uh, but uh, but I don't I don't I mean like 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 Sapkowski does have a habit of like just looking at a map to c- to come up with names. So you know like yes. like it's it it's not it's not impossible. I yeah. So in that case, um, apparently the pronunciation of that is care, but I'm I'm going with here because that is how it's been pronounced all the way all the way through. Yeah, um, but I just think, yeah, I thought that was interesting uh, that Oshin, um had DM'd us, so, like, shout out to Oshin. Yes, thanks for that, Oshin. yeah. Um, yeah we, we, get, uh, we get basically a taste of um, the fanaticism of Kahir here, because, you know, he's about to have his mind wiped and, he, and he'll be tortured and broken in bits by a very angry wit, and he's, uh, you know, he's like, oh, the white flame will cleanse us all, and he's all, you know, blasé about it, which is hardcore, but not a very good way to get out of interrogation yeah and like to say is like fucked up here like she just like barely taps him and he starts screaming and she's just like staring at him like whatever like yeah um yeah this is like a pretty brutal side of uh to that we see here and i mean um she says something to him that just like you'll want to scream but it's too soon you don't yet know what a scream is or something like that well yeah um and yeah he screams and he um, and she he- drops like Philippa's line from the books about if evolution oh, made if any evolution grooves in your brain, I'd be going to deepen them now. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, so yeah, but this is um incidentally something that this season does a lot is um takes sort of little quotations lines from different people um in the book and drops them in context to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, we we kind of cut back to um to Yen and uh, Yen and um and Frangilla um. So Yen is her usual snarky self about sort of um, how things are in in Nilfgaard. Um, is this where she says something about conjuring up decent food before you drag me back to Shitgaard, <laughs> um, or something like that? Um, but uh, yeah, it is a very short um, little scene of them just kind of blah, 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 blah. but there is a nice bit of editing at the end of it because yeah and just like oh can you just conjure us up some decent food then and then as yeah. soon as she says that it cuts <laughs> to the lamp dropping down in the villain's house um it's just just clever it's just a nice thing i like yeah um yeah because it's just like the rest of the scene was basically just yen just like realizing that fringilla is just like a pawn does like actually um so yeah and but yeah the um the the, the lunch we cut back to siri and novellin and novellin uh conjures a sort of shadow puppet show lantern that um tells a story that he enjoyed when he was a lad studying at oxenford he says and uh he doesn't name names but i think it's not a spoiler for us to say that this is um lara doran and Kragenin, um who are something of the romeo and juliet of this uh yeah i was gonna series. say they're lit- mm-hmm. star-crossed lovers in a literal sense yes um, so he's sort of trying, he's telling us a very simplified version of their story, where they are uh, a, an elf warrior and a human who have uh, um, fallen in love against their people's will, and uh, that they both died, but he doesn't really say how, just as their their child is born. Um, and that's sort of the whole story as he tells it. Um, and then we, we cut to Geralt having a little heart-to-heart with Roach about how hard parenting is. Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> just like why doesn't she do what i tell her to she's talks when i want her to be quiet and she won't she stays when i want her to run and like <laughs> yeah it's it yeah uh it's very cute just like giving roach a pat and sort of like um yeah struck just lovely um Meanwhile, um, Siri is sort of reminiscing about her her father figure, which was Mouse Sack, which um, I thought that was it's quite sweet. There's a line earlier in the in the episode that um, I think maybe Geralt didn't pick up what Siri was laying down when he was axi on Roach. Um, he explains to her what a sign is, and she says, "Oh, magic, like a druid." And you know, if you're thinking from Siri's perspective, she's thinking like, "Oh, like Mouse Sack, like the one person I like, Tector and Father, whatever." It's just like, no. <laughs> mm, yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the druid that like, Geralt knows is uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he, and show Geralt knows Mosak, but the main druid he knows is his mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not like a druid, not like a druid at all. Um, I don't think he wants yeah. to identify with druids, especially because in this timeline it happened like a handful of days ago. Oh yeah, in this timeline it was a handful of days ago he had that little run-in with Vicenna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, God, I think like I think Geralt's max. gone off the concept of druids for the foreseeable. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And in this version, he doesn't have the weird druid pal who kind of kicks around with him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah so on the whole much less of a fan of druids yes um so yes <laughs> there's some there's some great lines in these sort of next in these scenes in the next couple of scenes um because you know Siri's sort of asking you know how how do you think you can get rid of your curse um you know people try you know kissing maidens or finding true love or anything like that and i said oh you know i tried to get many a last to kiss me but there was not a grain of truth in that you know, he says the thing. Yes, he said the line. He says yeah. the thing. Um, <laughs> but then he's al- he also talks about, you know, how, you know, monsters are born of deeds done, unforgivable ones, which which is just yes. a consistent theme through all of the Witchers that, you know, Geralt's obviously a monster hunter, but people people are monsters too. Yes, uh, which is something Verena echoes in a few minutes. Mm. But um, the, yeah, that monsters are born of deeds done, unforgivable ones is, I think, something that is like a core repeating message in this season. Mm-hmm. They don't say it over and over again, but they certainly show it. And it's also, yeah, a core repeating thing in The Witcher. Like, what is a monster is like one of the sort of foundational like questions uh, yeah, like, of like figuring out the, the morality of the series. Like the, the trailer for um, Witcher 3, the game, where, you know... Geralt kills a bunch of Nilfgaardian soldiers and they say, oh, what are you doing? You've got your bounty. And he says, killing monsters and then kills them all. Um, Damn. It's a good bit. Yeah, it's a great trailer. (laughs) Watch the Witcher 3 cinematic trailers. They're fucking amazing. Um, Uh, Fuck it. I will sit down and play The Witcher 3. I will do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to just set it to like whatever the easiest mode is and just play it. Yeah, I play it on Death March. Why didn't you do that to start with? Like, like... Because I always play games on normal or harder. Yeah, but The Witcher is infamously difficult as a game. (laughs) Okay, but like I was playing an ultra hard playthrough of Horizon Zero Dawn when I last put it on my PlayStation. Yeah, that is a game you really, really love. Not one you were trying for the first goddamn time at it. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I will set it to the easiest mode and I will just play. Because I kept getting killed. I basically got got through the starting area and then I kept getting killed. And was getting frustrated. If a game game is proving too hard for you and you can change the difficulty setting, change the difficulty (laughs) setting. (laughs) I'm very stubborn. I I played Witcher 3 on the hardest difficulty, but that's because in total I put 450 hours into it. So (laughs) it's less of a Funny story, that's about the number of hours I have. Fallout 76. I, I've put I've put 470 hours in, yeah 471.7 hours into The Witcher 3 as well and I always play it on easy it like doesn't mean yeah. anything what like what like mode of difficulty you play it on there's just some games are easier and some are harder and I don't w- like the combat so I will just switch it to easy and The Witcher is one of those the, the Witcher series is one of those where the easiest difficulty is just kind of normal and all other difficulties are a Soulsborne <laughs> game yeah oh right that might explain why I kept dying okay you, yeah you Fair. can die from like just falling about two meters off the ground it's like it's like jedi fucking fallen (laughs) order right like like which is also like if you're playing on story mode that is to say the easiest difficulty you are playing an rpg game and if you're playing at any difficulty over that you are playing dark souls but harder (laughs) yeah fair i kind of did go back and forth between the easiest and second easiest version in um uh jedi fallen order yeah i think i finished it on easiest yeah um oh the, the witcher 3 is getting a ps5 skin like well then wait for that and play it yeah um, then you will be able to play it at almost as good a graphical quality as 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 pc gamers were able to five years ago <laughs> Damn, meow Yes, but I'll be able to play it from my couch with a controller. So yeah, that's a good, that's a big plus, like the Swiss flag, um, <laughs> wrapped up in blankets, propped up on blank on pillows. <laughs> so we get Geralt, Geralt searching the house because he knows something's on the go. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, he just you know he knows something's up. He, he's searching about, looking. At, is this where he finds the corpses? I think it might be. I think so. Yeah, this is where he goes. Yeah, he goes like into the village, I think, and finds the corpses. Yeah, he finds some um, dead. Yeah, the he finds dead people, people died then, at the very beginning. Yes, the poor unfortunate merchant and his two daughters. Now, something that's not mentioned in this overtly, but is a key part of the story, of course, is that in the story, the villain, because he realizes he's basically immortal and he's bored, he just and he has a never-ending pile of treasure under his house. He just invites merchants to bring their young daughters, his buck, you know, buxom young daughters, and he sort of spoils them for a few years. They get bored and then they leave. It is, you know, because he can yeah. conjure wealth and food, and the, the merchants are happy with this because their daughters get looked after, and then they get a bunch of money, and it's kind of just a safe existence for them. And they get a dowry when they leave, basically. So yeah. <laughs> 
But in this, so in this, the start of this episode, it's a merchant, but he's coming with, um, I guess, his wife and his daughter uh, from the looks. Um, uh, but they all get killed. So I am wondering. Yeah, which um, a merchant and his wife and daughter, I think, get killed in the story too. But like they'd explicitly been been drawn there by the rumors of mm. wealth and whatever in the story. So I think this might be just a sort of... Um, easter egg for book readers um yeah a little nod to that yeah right because it's never explicitly mentioned um Mm -hmm. Um, so Geralt has become suspicious of what is going on because he knows there's something hiding in the house and he's found these bodies um so he approaches Novellin who I love that he offers him mead made from Karath and honey um he um he approaches Novellin and is like all right well why don't we why don't we play a little game um we'll 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 throw knives at this portrait and whoever misses has to tell the truth he wants to try to guess Novellin what the fuck is going on what is actually happening here um Except for some reason, Geralt keeps missing. And the first time I was watching this, I was like trying to figure out what's going on. I was like, is Geralt like sharking him? There's no way Geralt can miss. Is he like missing intentionally? Mm. And then no, as it turns out, um, Novellin has summoned magic knives that will always miss when Geralt throws them. Which I realized Geralt, the second, like third time I watched it, I realized Geralt's figured this out. Because at one point he goes to like throw the knives and he's like holding his medallion to try to see if he's picking up anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so he, from, from this he figures out, you know, throwing his own knife and hitting dead on, he, he figures out Novellin and is trying to hide something while also, you know, trying to apply Geralt with questions about, you know, where Ciri's from and where he got her. And this is where Geralt, uh, you know, says that the thing that changed him and made him take responsibility for Ciri was was Yennefer, but that she's dead now and he's, you know, completely heartbroken. That thing where he asked, where Novellin asks him, like, oh my god, like, she died a ago. How could you not be heartbroken? Yes. Not. Oh, yeah, I'm a poor boy. Geralt. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a very cruel cut to <laughs> Yen being extremely alive. Yes. Uh, being trolled, trailed along with Fringilla. Um, and it gives us a bit of an insight into the war. You know, Yen said, well, your horse is obviously lame. You should get off. It's like, well, if I do, the men will kill it and eat it. Uh, so it's yeah. not the best looked after army in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're fleeing on foot from a great defeat mm-hmm. to try to get back behind their own lines. Yeah. So they're kind of they're kind of fucked. Um, another little Easter egg here for the book readers is Yen is, uh, you know, sniping at Fringilla. Like, oh, you've always been like this. And there too, so you were easy, easy to wound, eager to please and easy to wound. And Fringilla says, you're blind, Yennefer. Hmm. Mm. Uh, I feel like that was a little nod. Yeah. It was just out of place enough that it wasn't really a necessary line. That felt like a little nod. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's just got that very, very short little scene between them. And then we're back to, to this uh, to this scene with Geralt and, and uh, Novellin. Yeah, Ger- Geralt um, just fully calls him out by just, you know, he throws a knife, gets it banging in the guy's head. And it's like, you're you, you're cheating. Why are you cheating with yeah. me? I'm an old friend. I know you. I've seen you piss yourself. I saw you piss yourself in a wyvern den. Yeah. Like, yeah, what are you trying to hide from me? And, you know, Geralt before that had said, like, you know, I have nothing to hide from you. And... Yeah, yeah. So uh, Novellin dodges the question. She's like, oh, I've got to, I've got to piss and go to bed. And just like dodges the question and walks off. Basically, uh, this is after Novellin, by the way, gave Geralt the third degree about whether or not he's told Siri like what witchers do to make more witchers. Mm. Um, so that's come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, after Geralt calls Novellin out and sort of uh, dodges the question, uh, we cut to Siri kind of playing with the the <clears throat> shadow puppet lantern, kind of trying to talk to Verena, who I don't even know if at this point she thinks is a cat or knows something is up yeah she's They're sort saying, of you know, she's talking into the air it's not clearly obvious yeah. who she's talking to yeah she says like you know come out we won't hurt you we're only here for one night and then we can go back to being your own place um and you could say that to a cat or a human i often say that to cat um yes indeed i often try God, to those, God, those lots of people often talk to cats Yes. 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 I can't really tell if she thinks she's talking to a cat or if she she knows something is up because of that conversation they had in the dining hall. But then Verena appears, and oh my god, I love everything about Verena. She is not a cat. That must be said. (laughs) She is not a cat. In terms of a visualization and a representation of what a Bruxa would look like, it's so perfect and bang on. Like she's and the way the movement and aesthetically in her eyes and everything like that. And yeah, it's yeah. You've got like this exorcist vibe from like the way that she's like rolling and like like I don't mean some stuff she does later. Um, mm. But like uh, yeah, the like the thing where like her movements are like really like twitchy and faster than your sight perceived and like she's like a coiled spring oh, her... sort of vibe to oh, her. Oh, and her eyes. Yeah. It is Ugh. it is very disappointing she is not a cat. There are not enough cats <laughs> in the series. Um but Because famously they don't like witchers. <laughs> yes. And witchers famously are afraid of them, as we've established. <laughs> yes, witchers are afraid of cats. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, Siri's having a nightmare, and Verena has um, come to creepily check on her. Um, sweetly, creepily check on her. Yeah, drink drinks her tears, and yeah, know. she she licks her tears. It's it's interesting. Uh, it- Yes. Well, I mean, at least she takes it on her finger and licks her finger. It's not like she like <laughs> just like, goes down to her face. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but like, <laughs> you know. Um, so there's like a version of like vampire stuff and I can't remember whose version this is. This is probably just some pulpy novel I read as a teenager that like, you know, people are always trying to figure out like, what is it about blood that vampires want? And there's every novel has a different version of like what it is that vampires get from the blood, whether it's nutrition or something spiritual or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And like this one version that I remember from when I was a kid, I really just don't remember which one it is. was like, well, no, it's more about like absorbing the like, this is why drinking from like a, a, an animal isn't as um, satisfying because it's about like absorbing the like, like emotional and whatever like essence of the person and like tears could be something like that right hmm. yeah i suppose yeah though that said i don't i don't even know if like it was that deep or if it was just a case of like they just wanted to make her like slightly fascinated by humanity but in a very abstract way but yes i i love everything about verena and everything about the way that she's portrayed and like i think this thing they set up here where she comes down to talk to siri and says like you know do you like the dress i left for you you had a nightmare i came check on you i've never uh, i'm like you but different i'm like you but not like you um you know i've never met anyone who's as who's like you so alone in the heart like you said they set verena up as actually like really caring about siri verena seems to just genuinely want friends (laughs) <laughs> yeah well she, the, the line she comes out with later obviously kind of suggests yeah there's something to her bestial nature that she fundamentally doesn't have control over but she's still you know also partly kind of a gentle spirit it's the whole thing of nature being portrayed as both beautiful but savage and deadly it's a consistent theme in loads of literature and in loads of fantasy settings especially and that's kind of what this poor Roxa represents she's you know beautiful but a horrible violent beast of sort of put in the right scenario um and she, she, she you know she, they have this old discussion it's like oh why are you traveling with him he kills things like well he kills monsters and, so, and you know it's like well are you a monster because you're different that's you know verena asks yeah sorry yeah, and then Siri says monsters do bad thing people, and Brina replies humans do bad things to everybody, which mm. Oofed. in this universe, not wrong. Not yeah. wrong. <laughs> Oofed. Um, yeah. Um, and, like, Brina has a, a point, to a point, and um, the other thing is, is the thing that's happening with Brina is, like, this is something that I think uh, I know that we've thought about a lot in terms of, like, in fantasy setting, there are monsters, like, uh, say, white dragons that are fundamentally evil. Um, mm. But is oh that god, okay are we going to discuss to... one of our D and D campaigns? Okay. Yes, we are. <laughs> hi, <laughs> but Michael. Is it okay, just say hi, Michael. Um, I don't think you listen to the podcast, but Sam does. Hi, Sam. Um, is it okay to say that a sapient being must be fundamentally evil? And that is something that they think, feel like they're getting at with Verena here, because like on a, on like the level that she is a sapient being, the parts of herself that she has under control, she clearly wants friends and loves Novellan and. Is, is worried about Siri and is trying to like offer kindness and at least material support. Yeah, and um, we know that like that like as well that um, Bruxelles are like they're not exactly higher vampires, right? They're not like properly one hundred percent sapient in the way that you know Regis type higher vampires are. Um, like they are driven to some degree by a desire, but by, by by an urge to consume blood rather than like like how well, vam- higher vampires have this have made it into a hobby um, well, vampires kind of see lower vampires as sort of children compared to them don't they or even animals yeah mm. like um yeah like like sometimes you have a monstrous I, I think nature like, i think like higher, in the games yeah. and stuff sometimes like mm-hmm. like 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 it's it's said that like higher vampires tend to keep lower vampires as slaves um like um yeah like, so, so Verena is not, like, fully in control of herself um, at all times. And it's mm-hmm. demonstrated by how later she says to Siri, if you run, I can't stop myself. But she is still yeah. a thinking being. And that, that she is a thinking being is established in the books already. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so, like, I do think it navigates quite interestingly that, like, dynamic of there is an inherent predatory i won't say evil because you can't really speak of evil per se when it comes to Mm -hmm. something so involuntary i feel but like you know there is an inherent predatory nature to what she is but she does not seem to want 
to heart people. She is kind of, in that note, it's kind of interesting that like the thing they keep kind of playing off of, of what they thought she was when they were just hearing her in the walls being a cat, because your cat can't help itself if you've moved quickly near it. It will pounce on you, even if it doesn't want to hurt you. Yeah. It can't help it. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, she is kind of a cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, of sorts. Yeah, of sorts. Um, By a but, certain uh, definition of the word cat. Yes. Um, so so while sort of everyone has gone to sleep, Geralt is uh, a little perturbed by what's been going on so he goes back out to the village corpses and realizes that they've been you know ripped apart and dropped from the sky and uh goes to wake siri and says you know roaches outside go um stay by her and if anyone other than me comes out you ride for your life because there is a brooksa in the house he's figured that out yeah um yeah and of course um Geralt's immediate response to this is it's a brooksa i kill it um mm-hmm. and has uh taken taken an elixir and looking real scary and uh yeah um so he what he you know siri runs out to, to, to roach and, and Geralt starts sort of looking through the house and sees Verena feeding on Novellan. Yeah. Um, in a weird kind of... Yeah, kind of sexualized, kind of... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't but, tell if yeah. they're also, they were also in the process of doing it. Eh. Yeah. It's hard to um, say. Now, yeah. So, um, the thing is, is Geralt's immediate reaction is to act like Novellan's in mortal danger, but we've actually been told before that Novellan cannot die. Uh, part of the curse is that he, he tried to kill himself repeatedly and couldn't. Yeah. That's it. He has to live like this. Um, so it's, there's, there's a couple of times Geralt kind of immediately acts like Novellan's in danger, but Geralt's defense, like there is, there we we all we all do things on instinct that like you know aren't yes. exactly rational. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't click and stop and think like, oh wait, he's immortal. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Verena, of course, um, uh, reacts to this the way you would if a, a witcher with a silver sword came barreling down on you. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, her whole face distorts and her teeth go all pointy, and she has like scream power that like knocks him back. Which interesting. I thought this is this is interesting mm-hmm. because this there's a running thing with Siri where she feels like she's a monster and feels like people die around her and Verena was like identifying with her like I'm like I'm not I'm not you but I'm like you mm-hmm. um and Siri's whole power in the show is the screaming I just thought that was interesting yeah um, that's a point huh and like they really like I didn't think about that scream. but yeah 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 you're right Fuck. I guess that's why they chose this episode uh, the, 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 to do this short story then and with Siri in this manner yeah yeah mm. yeah you have a point i yeah. think so too and like they really linger on this scream ability like for a couple of beats longer than really yeah. needed to like i think there's yeah there's something there yeah like obviously they're not trying to make a connection between the types of magic but just in terms of like the way series mind works the way she thinks about herself yeah like 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 yeah, like because i mean we, we know this we know this these show runners are big on visual paralyzing yes for better and yes, worse <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, this whole fight sequence is pretty fucking amazing. Um, you know, so 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 Verena you know jumps up into the ceiling, and Geralt finds a, a spear and sort of stabs her through the ceiling, and uh, you know she tries to bite his neck, and like there's yeah yeah he kicks her out through the window, like or not kicks her, he uses art I guess to like shove her out through the window. So big on using his signs this time. Um, oh, and this, it's just amazing when she falls into the snow, and like all of her like bones are broken and twisted. Um, and sorry, I love the sequence, and Siri goes to to approach her because she's like you know verena's been nothing but kind to her and there she is um saying you know he hurt me to, to siri with like all of her bones broken and stuff and looking quite innocent and whatever and then and then like the thing where she just like snaps them all back into place mm. oh it's so creepy well, yeah but, well and she also says you know don't run i can't help myself if you run yeah so after she snaps all of her bones back into place and stands up yeah that's when she says to siri i don't like girl saying you know get back you know she'll hurt you or whatever and and verena says like he's lying i don't want to hurt you but don't run i can't help myself we run yeah yeah and like you can tell she's not lying because like the voice is so desperate like yeah she's begging siri not to run like not because she wants her to stay but because she does not want, does to, not hurt want her. to hurt her yeah yeah um yeah, yeah like i mean correct me if i'm wrong because i know nothing about animals or living beings in general um like but <laughs> but, but there, there are like like predator animals whose like instincts are literally you know 
geared to that same sort of logic. They probably won't attack a human if you just kind of stand um, still. Um, like, but will yeah, fucking yeah, there absolutely are. Will fucking try to tackle you yeah. if you if you run. Yeah, there are there are predators who like yeah that that like just triggers their 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 like chase response. Yeah, and that that is it. If she'd you know what you know what else this parallels when Renfrey says to Geralt, "If I start," and he replies, "I won't be able to stop," mm-hmm. or if we cross swords, I won't be able to stop. Yeah, yeah. Actually, this, this yeah. you know why I was scared of dogs for like fifteen years. Because I went to the beach and then I was in the water playing about and I started running and a bunch of dogs thought I was playing with them so they started running after me. But I didn't know that was what they wanted to do. So I was like screaming and running away from all these big bouncy black Labradors and they thought I was playing with them. (laughs) So they got more and more excited so I got more and more scared. <laughs> oh no, baby Max! <laughs> so I was just like mildly like... traumatized, and then my dad was like, yeah. "Stop running!" And I did. And then, Were you really little? I would, I would have been like seven or eight or something. Oh, that is so small, and like black labs are so big as well. They're the friendliest, goofiest yeah. dogs, and of course, if they just wanted to play, but you wouldn't know that if you weren't like around them all the time. Yeah, and they're so big for a seven-year-old. And so my dad was like, "Just stop running; they'll be fine." And then I did, and then they just kind of started bouncing and jumping around. It's like, ah! and so yeah. <laughs> I uh I was babysitting a border collie once and that was something I had to learn was uh she had really bad recall. She just would not come if called her. Um because if you were like shouting for her or chasing after her, she would interpret that playtime. The only way to get her to come would be to turn your back and walk away as if you were going to abandon her and then she would just like <laughs> right up. You've just gotta know the cheat codes for a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's like, oh playtime is over, oh no, they're going to leave me and then yeah, she'd yeah. Ugh, dogs. So yeah, dogs but, and uh, Brookside, yeah, no, the, the, same thing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, you're, you're right that there are predators that like that, that you could trigger a chase response. Um, so like she's probably like completely accurately saying like I really don't want to hurt you, but I will not be able to control like my sort of monstrous nature yeah. if you run. Um, of course, then she keeps fighting and screaming at Geralt, and uh, which Siri gets a full eyeful of, and then uh, turns into a giant bat. That she does. Yes. Oh man, I love the sequence in the statue garden. It, it's great. Um. So yeah, Rena and Geralt have a big swordsy fight while she is a bat. Um. And then he manages to to kind of cut her out of the air. Um. After sort of a bit of a sequence. Um. And she, you know, transforms back into her naked human form. And and Siri once again runs away from Roach. She goes to cover her her naked body with a with a cloak. Um. Because she still feels you know quite close to Verena. Um. And you know even the way Geralt's talking, get away. Siri, get away from it. Like, it's mm. not Siri, get away from her. Um, Siri doesn't seem to be appreciating that. Um, but Verena um, does grab Siri and threaten to, to rip her throat out if Geralt doesn't leave them alone. That she does. Um, and does convincingly look like she's going to do it. Um, and then, oh man, this is just such a chilling adaptation of what happened in the story. Mm. So, Novellin comes up from behind and is just like, yo, I'm sorry, as he like rams a spear through. Actually, I think it was a curtain hook. Like, it looks pretty brutal. Yeah. It's, it's a chest. long piece of wood. Yeah. Yeah, with like a curved hook at the end. And um, and, and it rams it through her back and right through her chest. And then Verena, like full like exorcist mode, does like a full 180 with her head and like rearranges her arms so they're facing backwards pulls herself along the sphere towards Novellin saying mine or nobody's mm. I love you love you and then um, looks like she's she kind of goes full like vampire face scream and looks like she's going to to bite his, his neck and um, Geralt get off her head sir off her head yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, which again, this version of Novellin is immortal, but um, yes. Um, but then, of course, her um, her head looks at Siri and says, "You know, it'll come for you," or words to that effect, like "You're next," kind of thing. And then, yeah, yeah, and then bursts um, into flame. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but then yeah, um, Verena's body bursts into flame, and from behind that flame, Novellin transforms back human form. Yeah, because Verena truly loved him, and, and her blood was splattered all over him. Because love and blood. Yeah, yep. <sighs> and you know, Novellin just screaming like it's wrong, it's all wrong. He finally tells Geralt the whole truth, both about Verena and about how he was cursed. Yeah, he he loved um, her because she turned a blind eye to the fact that he was a horrible. Sin- who uh, raped the spider priest cult woman 
and he didn't just trash the place he you know raped and killed people and the reason he loved her was essentially because she forgave him of all of his sins and he ignored the fact that she was killing villagers left right and center too and in that sense they were kind of bound to each other yeah so he'd offered himself since he couldn't die to feed her cravings and he did he'd found her like injured and, and starving in the woods nursed her back to health and offered her his blood but she couldn't control her nature and yeah was killing villagers left right and center and he wasn't turned a blind eye to that and yeah she didn't care that what he'd done um but so this this like complicates the whole narrative right because Verena is sympathetic like she does seem to to love like well she does like we have magic proof that she did truly love him and she seemed to want kind siri and like she was lonely and but she can't control what she is and this is like something that's so horrible about what Geralt has to do that she is a sapient being with wants and desires and emotions and and plans and he has to kill her anyway because she can't control what she is yeah and yeah. on the other hand, like, you know, for what it's worth, um, I would probably guess that actually the, the, the setup that they had going did in fact protect more people than actually lead to their deaths. Like, you know, like, 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 um, like, how do you put this? Like, yes, we see that, like, that, that merchant's family get slaughtered by Verena at the beginning, but realistically speaking, if she was regularly draining, like, the villain of some blood, she probably was killing less than she would have been otherwise. Yeah, but it's still the morality of leaving her alive when her life must mean an untold number of deaths to continue. Yes. For basically ever, because, you know, he's yeah. immortal, she's yeah. immortal. Yeah, it is a lot messier than the story version, though, which I won't get into, but the story version is extremely clear-cut in what she's doing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is a lot messier than the story version. This version, they're at least trying to minimize harms she have, and, um, and they did just genuinely love each other, and we're just in this position where he'd done horrible things, she'd done horrible things. Um, you know, Geralt just ends this by saying, well, the curse is lifted, you're free now, and, um, you know, Devalon says, like, you know, is this what you call free? Uh, you know what? Just end it. Just end it now. And Geralt basically tells him to do it himself, which, oh. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, and so Geralt and Siri and Roach wander off. Um, yeah, Geralt admonishes Siri for like, if I tell you to do something, you have to do it. Um, you know. Yeah. Which again, that yeah. that comes up later on. <laughs> Put a pen in that. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, and um, and then Siri clearly like she's she's been shaken by what Verena said about being like her. That, you know that she feels like she always feels like there's something wrong with her that everywhere she goes die and she feels something inside her that she she, she could just burn the whole world um so you know she's she's afraid of of what she thinks is lurking inside of her and she's afraid that like Verena she can't control it mm. um and uh Geralt kind of says one of the lines from the book that belongs in a different place that you know fear is you know about catching fear um yeah <sighs> and, and so we end with um we end with Yen and Fringilla walking through the forest, you know, fighting as they want to, and then suddenly... Yeah, just bickering per usual. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, suddenly a bunch of spears on ropes just completely ice all of the men holding them hostage, and they're left sort of stood yeah. there, um, and then, then yeah. it's fade to black. Yen's saying... Yeah, Yen's asking, you know, like, let me let me out of these chains. I'm more powerful than you, Fringilla won't. And then that's it. All the men around them are, are yeah, iced with spears from the woods and cut to black. Yeah, wrecked. Wrecked. <laughs> it's pretty gruesome, actually. We've just got it, like, plague in the background right now. It's gruesome. Um, yeah, I was, I remember, I remember the first time I was watching that, I was, I was confused by what the fuck those spears even were, because I was like, is that like a... I thought it was like, like monster like, claws or something, yeah. Yeah, I was like thinking, like, are those like... The Alessian's like super long fingers or something like you know like uh, but yeah that's what no, I, I thought because Alessians do guess spears hmm. yeah yeah that is um that is the episode it's uh, it's it's not again well as as it's going to become increasingly obvious over the next few episodes and whatnot it's not the it's not true to the letter of the source material but it's true to the spirit of it um it, like, i think this I, is I also the this, closest it gets this, this yeah. is the closest it gets <laughs> exactly like this actually this is the tangent where the tangent starts mm -hmm. so this episode the bits that are Geralt and siri with novellin are like besides adding siri like i would say like 90 percent on a grain of truth like in terms of as an adaptation uh, and obviously it's an amazing episode but um, the, all the stuff with um, Yen and um, all of the stuff at Eratusa, that is all that is all new. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And again, I have no complaints about what they chose to do with it. It's, I am a, it's, 
it's my long been a long established point of view that I'm just happy for Witcher content and it, it <laughs> is you know it's it's theme appropriate and it's good. It was my third watch when I let go of, of needing it to be an adaptation. Um, <laughs> that's when I started being able to just like take it for what it was um, and really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah I've, uh, I've still not managed to put my put myself around to rewatching it. Uh, I am. Um, oh well. Like 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 this episode was fine because because it's, it is a good adaptation of Grain of Truth. It's it's a that it's a fairly good and accurate adaptation of Grain of Truth. You know, changed only for to like half city in it, but basically adapted faith. <sighs> I I struggle to like get into the rest of it. Yeah, that's okay. It'll make for some interesting podcasting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just I I I I continue feeling like I was cheated. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it is quite funny thinking about how we tried to interpret the trailer and say, "Oh, this is what I think this is." So it's, uh, it's like, nope, <laughs> weird, <Nope>. so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> oh, you're so on wrong. every count. We were basically wrong um yeah miles off <laughs> yeah yeah right so uh unless you have any like broad sort of comments on the themes of the episode we're uh we're uh, i'm gonna make my tea yeah so let's wrap up there oh, brilliant right, right let's sign off that note that is our show thanks so much for listening we hope you'll join us again next time when we discuss episode two of season two um until then um our music is the evil distraction by lucas perney and the Slav kolar which you can find at freakarchive.org you can find us as at the witcher cast on twitter and tumblr or email us at castapodgerwitcher at gmail.com thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time